Are you between a rock and a hard place? Are you not sure if you're a sinner or a saint? Do you think you've lost your salvation? Let me take you to the New King James Version. In the book of Matthew, chapter 18, verses 12 through 14, and Jesus says, What do you think if a man has a hundred sheep and one of them goes astray? Does he not leave the ninety-nine and go to the mountains to seek the one that is strained? And if he should find it, assuredly, I say to you, he rejoices more over that sheep than over the 99 that did not go astray. Welcome to Save the Lost at All Costs. Hosted by Save the Lost at All Costs, Inc. Featuring your sister in Christ and humble servant of the Lord, Nina S. Griffin. Good afternoon. You're listening to Sister Nina S. Griffin, and we are on Save the Lost at All Costs. We're going to open up the phone lines right away. If you are local and like to join in on our discussion today, please dial 702-650-5588. Again, that would be 702-650-5588. If you're calling outside the Las Vegas area, we do have a toll-free number for you to dial and join in on our discussion. That number would be 800-366-8883. Again, 800-366-8883. If you are connected to the internet, guess what? You can watch us right now via the internet over KKVV's website, which is www.kkvv.com. Hello and God bless. I just waved to you. We're also being streamed live from Save the Lost at All Costs' website, and our web address is www.savethelostlv.org. If you have missed any of our previous broadcasts, then please go to our website. Look for our weekly archives of our radio broadcast select that select any date you'd like to listen the gospel is always free on our watch again that's www.savethelostlv.org we have a ton of resources up there too for you please enjoy hang out stay a while and please tell someone else also if you have a apple device we are being archived on itunes again the gospel is still free on our watch most of us have a cell phone and we would like for you to lock in this number. This is how you can listen to KKVV 1060 AM or 100.1 FM anytime. You can listen right now. So let me give you that number to save the loss at all costs. But let me give you that number. That cell number is 605-313-0630. Again, that number is 605-313-0630. Please lock that into your cell phone. It's a great contact. It'll bless you. And please share it with someone else. Now we got a praise report. Um, Minister Chaplain Rachel is the proud God, excuse me, grandmother of Micah Noel. No, Noah. Yeah, that's his name. I have an uncle named Noel, so forgive me. Uh, again, his name is Micah Noah. So he was born last week. He's doing great. His mom is doing great. His dad is doing great. Grandmother Rachel and Grandfather Channing doing great. And the other grandparents, the Cooley family. Uh, he is a Cooley, so God bless that family. And uh, it's a blessing. 
and she uh, wanted to say hello to you guys, let you know that she loves you, she appreciates your prayers, and I'm sure we'll be hearing about baby Micah very, very soon. So we love you, sis, and I know we'll be seeing you soon. And God bless you, Pastor Terry. It's wonderful com- conversating with you this week. And uh, please keep Pastor Terry in your prayers. He still needs prayers for healing, and I'm sure he'll be coming back soon. So we love them both. God bless them, and thank them for the work they do Uh, supporting and building the kingdom of God. So we're going to get right into our topic for today. Uh, Last week we talked about Amos, the prophet Amos, and pronouncing judgment uh, on God's people, on the house of Israel, on the house of Judah. So, And they were taken into captivity. Well, guess what? There was a prophet that was... uh, around the same time that he was, and that would be uh, the minor prophet Hosea. Hosea's name means salvation. So we are going to look at judgment again, and we're going to look at the book of Hosea. We're going to spend a lot of time in chapter 4. So uh, we are going to look at this wonderful man of God. And the things that God asked him to do to bring about ultimately restoration to the people. So he's also known as the prophet of doom. He had to give a very devastating message. Very devastating but the beautiful thing is, is there was restoration. So we're not going to get to the restoration part uh, this uh, broadcast. We'll get to it uh, next week. But uh, we are going to look at spiritual adultery. And that's what we're going to look at today. Our topic today is spiritual adultery. It's heavy. So I hope that you have... A pen and some paper. There's some scriptures that uh, I think you need to write down that you really need to look at more and examine. See where you are uh, in this story and uh, make the necessary adjustments. Amen. So we're talking about spiritual adultery today. So uh, let me uh, bring it mainstream, if you will. There's a slogan that got coined about 2003 that describes Las Vegas, and it basically says what happens in Vegas stays in Vegas. And again, that branding happened in about 2003. What a big advertising uh, company here. It was meant to create an emotional bond between Las Vegas and its customers, and they were trying to convey freedom, freedom to do things, to see things, eat and drink things, wear things, and to feel things. Keep in mind, an emotional connection. So, we're going to examine that and think about that slogan and think about what we're going to talk about today and see how it ties together and see where you are with it. So, his ministry, Hosea, was in the northern kingdom of Israel And he began his ministry in the days of Jeroboam too. Like I said, he was a contemporary of Amos. Amos came out of the southern kingdom and Hosea came out of the northern kingdom. Uh, But, you know, they were contemporaries because uh, they ministered in the days of King Jeroboam II. So let's get into it. So we're going to go to chapter 4 and we're going to break it down. 
So I'm in the New King James Version, and I'm in Hosea chapter 4, and I'll probably read uh, the whole chapter because it's important, and then we'll break it down. Amen? So the Word of God says this, verse 1, Hear the word of the Lord, you children of Israel, for the Lord brings a charge against the inhabitants of the land. There is no truth or mercy or knowledge of God in the land. Two, by swearing and lying, killing and stealing, and committing adultery, they break all restraint with bloodshed upon bloodshed. Verse 3, Therefore the land will mourn, and everyone who dwells there will waste away with the beast of the field and the birds of the air. Even the fish of the sea will be taken away. Verse 4. Now let no man contend or rebuke another. For your people are like those who contend with the priest. 5. Therefore you shall stumble in the day. The prophet also shall stumble with you in the night. And I will destroy your mother. 6. My people are destroyed for lack of knowledge because you have rejected knowledge. I also will reject you from being priest for me because you have forgotten the law of your God. I also will forget your children. Seven, the more they increased, the more they sinned against me. I will change their glory into shame. Eight, they will eat up the sin of my people. They set their heart on their iniquity. Nine, and it shall be like people, like priests. So I will punish them for their ways and reward them for their deeds. Ten, for they shall eat but not have enough. They shall commit harlotry but not increase because they have ceased obeying the Lord. Verse 11. Harlotry, wine, and new wine enslave the heart. Twelve, my people ask counsel from their wooden idols, and their staff informs them. For the spirit of harlotry has caused them to stray, and they have played the harlot against their God. Thirteen, they offer sacrifices on the mountaintops, and burn incense on the hills, under oak populars and terribus because their shade is good therefore your daughters commit harlotry and your brides commit adultery 14 i will not punish your daughters when they commit harlotry nor your brides when they commit adultery for the men themselves go apart with harlots and offer sacrifices with a ritual harlot. Therefore, people who do not understand will be trampled. 15. Though you, Israel, play the harlot, let not Judah offend. Do not come up to Gilgal, nor go up to beth Aven, nor swear an oath, saying, As the Lord lives. 16. For Israel is stubborn, like a stubborn calf. Now the Lord will let them forage like a lamb in open country. 17. Ephraim is joined to idols. Let him alone. 18. Their drink is rebellion. They commit harlotry continually. 
Her rulers dearly love dishonor. Man, what an indictment. This is the Lord. God Almighty. El Shaddai. Bringing the indictment against his people. But they no longer want to be his people. So this is a charge against Israel. The whole house of Israel. This is the northern kingdom. This is ten tribes. And the land that they inhabit. Not only are the people indicted. Everything that's on the land. Can you imagine? And if you were listening closely to the charges that were being made. It sounds a lot like familiar cities and people and how they're operating in a season called now. God is the same. He does not change. The same things that he brought judgment on back then are the same things will cause you to receive judgment now. We need to really get this in our spirit. Can you imagine? He said even the priests will stumble at night. The men and women of God can't help you. Because they too stumble. Wow. So let's start breaking it down. When we look at verses 1 through 3, we see that that's the charge against Israel. And what's very disheartening is when you look at verse 1, it says, Hear the word of the Lord, you children of Israel, for the Lord brings a charge against the inhabitants of the land. There is no truth or mercy or knowledge of God in the land. My God, my God, my God. No truth. No mercy. No knowledge. No God. It's a very spiritual mathematical problem. But God lays it out. So let's go to a verse that a lot of us are familiar with. And we'll find it in uh, Proverbs. And we go to Proverbs verse, uh, let's see, chapter 9. So let me go to Proverbs chapter 9. And let's look at verse 10 again. Proverbs chapter 9, verse 10. And it says here, The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom, and the knowledge of the Holy One is understanding. Well, that went away. That went away by their choice. How are we going to survive as a people without knowledge, true knowledge, not an opinion? Everybody has an opinion, but there's only one, the most high God. There is only one Alpha and Omega. There's only one 
that reigns supreme. Where are we going to be when his truth is taken away? Because if his truth is taken away, he is gone. If his mercy endures forever, how are we going to survive without mercy? Knowledge. The knowledge of him is not only of who he is, but his word. Where are we going to be without God's word? Where are we going to be? Well, let's look at John 1 1 to refresh our memories about the word. John 1 1 says this In the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. Then we look at verse 2. He was in the beginning with God. 3. All things were made through him and without him nothing was made that was made. Knowledge has two components. And it's gone. So And the thing about Hosea, what makes him very unique is if we go to Hosea chapter 1 and we look at verse 2, it says, When the Lord began to speak by Hosea, the Lord said to Hosea, Go, take yourself a wife of harlotry. And children of harlotry. For the land has committed great harlotry by departing from the Lord. My God, that assignment that he was given. He was given the task. He was commanded to go take a harlot as a wife. And they would produce children. He... And everyone saw this. The house of Israel. They were aware of this. This happened in plain sight. They saw Hosea, the prophet. Thus saith the Lord, as the Lord lives, was commanded by Yahweh himself to take a harlot as a bride. And they would have children, but in the land that had committed harlotry by departing from the Lord. Man, what an assignment. What an assignment. These people saw this. You have to catch that in your spirit. You have to see that. Here he is. A man selected by God and told to do this. There was no way they can turn from that. There was no way they could not see that physically and spiritually. It was in the natural and the supernatural. It was happening 
men and women of God. Right there. Now, when we start looking at Hosea chapter 4, and we're looking at verses 4 through 8, it lays out the corrupt and ineffective leadership of the priest. (laughs) Wow. We heard about that last week when we looked at Amos. And here we go again. The ineffective leadership, but they were corrupt of the priest. God's holy men. And see, priests were supposed to teach the word of God. They modeled the word of God. It was their duty. It was their assignment. It was divine. They were selected by God to shepherd his people. It's just hard to read, men and women of God. It's hard to read. Because it's so real. And it's going on right now. I feel a heaviness. Because it rings so true. We are experiencing this. Right now. Verse 4. Now let no man contend or rebuke another, for your people are like those who contend with the priest. He says, for your people. He doesn't call them his people anymore. He says, your people. Five, therefore you shall stumble in the day, and the prophet also shall stumble with you in the night. Wow. And then when you go down to verse 6, it says, My people are destroyed for lack of knowledge because you have rejected knowledge. He's talking about himself. I also reject you from being priest for me because you have forgotten the law of your God. I also will forget your children. He makes it very clear. There's no confusion. It's hot like a double-edged sword. It's cutting through. Make no mistake, God is laying it out. So let's go over to Deuteronomy chapter 17. I want to show you something. Get there. It's a lot going on. It's rich. But it's important that we lay this out so that you can see it. And that's why I asked for you to get some paper and a pen. Because you want to revisit this. Again, we are in Deuteronomy chapter 17. And we're going to look at verses 9 through 12. And the word of God says this. Verse 9. And you shall come to the priest, the Levites, and go... Excuse me, let me start over again. Verse 9, And you shall come to the priest, the Levites, and to the judge there in those days, 
and inquire of them. They shall pronounce upon you the sentence of judgment. 10. You shall do according to the sentence which they pronounce upon you in that place which the Lord chooses, and you shall be careful to do according to all that they order you. 11. According to the sentence of the law in which they all... Again, let me do number 11. And according to the sentence of the law in which they instruct you, according to the judgment which they tell you, you shall do. You shall not turn aside to the right hand or to the left from the sentence which they pronounce upon you. 12. Now the man who acts presumptuously and will not heed the priest who stands to minister there before the Lord your God or the judge, that man shall die. So you shall put away the evil from Israel. Hmm. Look at that. Imagine that. And the commentary says this, sometimes a case came up that was too difficult for the local community to decide. Perhaps there was no witnesses or the evidence was insufficient or unusual circumstances made the truth hard to see when this happened. The case was to be taken to God's sanctuary. There the priests in charge are judging these special cases whom makes a decision, his word was final. This was the fairest way to settle the matter once and for all. It was vitally important to have a just man who obeyed God in this position. See, he talked about, when we come back over to Hosea chapter 4 and looking at verses uh, 4 and we looked at 5 and 6, you know, it talked about you're like those people who contend. See, this priest had an assignment that he represented God. And the judgment was final. It was not to be questioned. You know, the priest took care and consideration to look at everything. Because they were representing God and his statues. And the people had to know they could come to the priest and get that fairness, that righteousness, the truth, the wisdom, and mercy. But no, not the house of Israel, not right now. They're contending. And he says, I reject your priest. You know, we have to understand that some of these priests were selected by Jeroboam's father. And Jeroboam's father was quite corrupt. And he pretty much used a lot of different people to be his priest. God was aware of that. You still have a duty and a responsibility. I don't care how corrupt the situation is. To look at it from God's point of view. Especially if you are operating in the word of God. Now, if you're not operating in the word of God, then, you know, I guess there will be anarchy. But for these are God's people. This word is about God's people. 
So there's an expectation from God because they're his people, but they had no need for him. They rejected him. He's like, okay, if you want to reject me, fine, I'll depart from you. But know this, and this is why we're looking at this indictment. Because he's like, okay, you have no need of me. You have no need of my standards, my precepts, my commands. Because that's how God operates. He's a God of order. He's not a God of disorder. He's not a God of confusion. You don't get to do it your way. And God would never, ever sanction something that says what's done in a place stays in a place. You can't present anything to God and think that it's acceptable. And the powers that be and the principalities that operate, they're doing it for what? For gain. It's not about your soul. It's not about your eternal destiny. It's about you becoming emotionally tied to something so that they can profit. Everything that's available is not profitable. But when you reject him, him being God Almighty, then you reject his word. And it's obvious when you're not operating from his word. But know this can happen again. And some of us wonder, well, what happened? Apply Hosea 4 to your life. Where you are. Look at the generation. Look at what's been going on continuously. And those who say they're God's people. The leadership. It's ineffective. Stumbling. Stumbling. Stumbling is not walking upright. Stumbling has to deal with your balance. Oh, balance. It's going in the wrong direction. Worldliness is heavy. And it's unacceptable to God. It leads to separation and destruction. The prophet of doom is being instructed by God to state the indictment, the charges, spiritual adultery. That's what we're talking about today. And then it says, the more they increased... Seven, the more they sinned against me. Though there's nobody teaching those that are coming, the children, how to honor God. What is required 
in true worship. Because you can only worship him in spirit and in truth. John 4.23 tells us that. Wow. He says he will change their glory to shame. All those things that people boast about. My house, my car, my job, my jewelry, my kids, my loveliness, my resume, my increase. Oh, I'm not like those over there. My prosperity. My name it, my claim it. (laughs) Well, he let them know. It's over. That did you glorify. Be the same thing you'll be ashamed of. Idolatry. Spiritual idolatry. Whoredom. Priest. God's holy people. Unbelievable. But believe it. God's word, believe it. So we're going to go over to Psalm 138. And we're going to look at, look at, verse 2. And verse 2 says, I will worship towards your holy temple and praise your name for your loving kindness and your truth. For you have magnified your word above all your name. That wasn't going on here. Just wanted to show you the difference. This was not going on at the time that Hosea the prophet had to bring this indictment just to give you a contrast. And again, it was the priest's duty to teach the word of God. And when you teach something, it's not just lecture. It is by example. Now, let's look at verses 9 and 10. Again, we're in Hosea chapter 4, and we're talking about spiritual adultery. Verse 9, the Word of God says this, And it shall be like people, like priests. So I will punish them for their ways and reward them for their deeds. 10, for they shall eat but not have enough. They shall Commit harlotry, but not increase, because they have ceased obeying the Lord. 
priest and the people. It was no difference. They were spiritual adulterers. And the harlotry that they had committed was that they had gone off with other gods and totally rejected the God that brought them out of Egypt. The God that was with them in every battle. The God that called them by his name and made them a people. The God that blessed them, showed them grace and mercy. The God that was true. The God that was righteous. The God that gave them a law that set up how they should operate. And didn't waver. Let alone become a tribe. You can't be a tribe unless you're a people. You can't be a people unless you have a God. Or else you have lawlessness. Debauchery. Murder. Mayhem. Bloodletting. No justice. It's just horrendous. It's a horrible time to live in. But how much different are we now than the northern tribes of Israel? We have to take an account, people. Because God will not be mocked. And when God's done, He's done. And all this happened, it says, because they ceased obeying the Lord. See, obedience and belief, you can interchange those because you will act on your belief. You will act on obedience. It's an action. It's a demonstration. It has a physical element to it. Which would be a natural element to it. And it has a supernatural element to it. Because what's in your heart. Will be manifested. And it was in their heart. To be spiritual adulterers with other gods. To turn from God. It was in their heart. And they act upon that. Their actions 
spoke louder than words. See, it's not so much what a person says. Watch what they do. Be mindful of that. Oh, God heard them. And God saw them. There was no getting out of that. People see you. People hear you. They see what you do. They hear what you say. And they really pay attention when you say you are representing God. When you say, I'm a believer in the Lord Jesus Christ. He's my Lord and Savior. Oh, they listen. And they watch just as much as they listen. But what's more important is God is watching and God is listening. That's who we need to concern ourselves with, not what a person thinks or sees. What God hears and sees, especially when you profess that you are a child of God. This is happening to God's people. And when we look at verses 11 for 14, we're looking at the adultery of idolatry. So let's look at these verses again. Verse 11, harlotry, wine, and new wine enslave the heart. 12, my people ask counsel from their wooden idols, and their staff informs them. For the spirit of harlotry has caused them to stray. And they have played the harlot against their God. 13. They offer sacrifices on the mountaintops and burn incense on the hills under oaks, poplars, and terebinths, Because their shade is good. Therefore your daughters commit harlotry and your bride commits adultery. Verse 14. I will not punish your daughters when they commit harlotry, nor your brides when they commit adultery. For the men themselves go apart with harlots and offer sacrifices with a ritual harlot. Therefore, people who do not understand will be trampled. A lot of people are like verse 14. says, I will not punish your daughters when they commit harlotry, nor your brides when they commit adultery. And I know that's gotten a lot of people's attention. See, God would not single the woman of Israel out for judgment when it came to this sin. God does not have a double standard for sexual contact, conduct between men and women. See, it's important that we see here that the men themselves go apart with harlots and offer sacrifices with a ritual harlot. Offering sacrifices. The men are doing this. So,
And see, men worshipers, they were having sex with female temple prostitutes or priestesses. And young women wishing to bear children had sex with male priests. <laughs> That's a mind blower, isn't it? But their efforts to increase their fertility, that wasn't going to happen like that. And some people are lured into believing that they could have a relationship with someone who professes to represent God, who doesn't, and somehow they would be able to produce that that's more spiritual and receive more blessings. But idolatry, harlotry, and spiritual adultery is no kind of worship you can offer God. It will only bring death, separation, and destruction. We have a caller. Hello, you're on Save the Lost at All Costs, and God bless you. Hey, Shalom, Sister Nina. How are you? I'm wonderful. And how are you, woman of God? I'm greatly blessed, highly favored, and deeply loved, and the Almighty still reigns. Amen. Now, I want to ask a rhetorical question to you, because, you know, so often we hear, you know, I know you're talking about idolatry, and um, my, my concern is with, with the men, like you push back on the men, which is good, because that's where the, the bulk of the responsibility lies with the men, because they're not taking their rightful positions that the Almighty has uh, called them to. But my question is, even with what's going on today with what we call the Super Bowl, and that, that always reminds me of the gladiatorship, you know, to get joy and pleasure out of people hurting one another, and likewise with boxing mm-hmm. and the cage fighting. Mm-hmm. And um, so what are your thoughts on that? Well, the thing is, is that my, my thoughts on it is this. There's only one way to get to God, and God is very instructive in what he wants from us as far as worship is concerned. Now, the thing is, is that a lot of people in these type of rituals have turned away from God, and that has become their God. They know a lot about, you know, a particular uh, event or a community or a brand, and they know nothing about the word of God. They've turned away from it. So the thing is, God said, okay, if you're going to make that your God and you call yourself my people, then you've rejected me because that's not who I am and that's not what I'm about. I believe watching an event uh, doesn't cause a problem. But if you're going to practice something and continue to practice something and try to raise it above God and offer God that, then you're going to be taken away. You're going to be taken away because you've already made your decision. And then are you teaching your children that? You know what I mean? To where they can turn away from God, that they can do things their own way. Like, you know, the phrase I was telling about earlier, what happens in Vegas stays in Vegas. So, you know, at the end of the day, uh, we as men and women of God have to be mindful of things because, you know, you have to reach all different types of people and you have to, you know, reach them where they are. But... Uh, a football, you know, team is not my God. You know, I'm not going to uh, put my faith and trust in any type of organization, you know, like that. And, and look, that is going to, you know, help me 
be where I always am supposed to be and represent the Most High God. You know, it's an yes. event. Yeah, because yeah, the reason why I throw that out, because um, the Scripture is very clear about, you know, the people of Yah tells us not to learn the way of the heathen. And what's Amen. been bothering me lately is is really coming to the forefront when I hear ministers get behind the pulpit and they're teaching about what the Mormons believe, mm-hmm. what the what all these different religious groups believe, mm-hmm. and we know we don't have to know what they believe unless you came from that mm-hmm. and you're trying to you know reach your people that are that are still there. But as far as those, we should be learning what the, what the Almighty is teaching us according to His Word, not what they do and how to combat them, and, and this is what they... I mean, we're just... We're, actually, I see it it's causing division among us. Right, it's I understand. dividing the body, because we're learning things that he says we ought not to learn. He said, don't even make mention of what they do in secret. Amen. Well, the thing so is... It, is it, a... It's bothering me now, because I hear, right. you know, you think, oh, yeah, I need to know how what they believe so I can know how to witness to them better. No, you don't. They will ask you. Amen. What's so different about you? We don't have to ask them what they're doing. Amen. So that's my that's my question. So I appreciate what you're doing, and I do listen, and I just don't call in as much. I, I receive that, and you know, when we look at the Church of Corinth, that's probably one of the hardest churches that had to be planted because uh, it was in you know <laughs> everything was going on, like we just described about the men having uh, sex uh, with the priestess and uh, you know the temple harlots. Uh, that was every day. That's what they came out of. So the thing is, is that, you know, we have to restore people. You know, we have to let people know that, uh, you know, that's inappropriate. And, you know, God does not desire that. And they said, well, that was kind of like in a worship environment that that's not suitable worship and to embrace them and to restore them. But it got so bad in the church of Corinth, they ignored certain things. You know, they wouldn't even, you know, mention them. And, you know, you can't be like that. We can't be lukewarm about certain things. God is very specific about, you know, idolatry. He is very specific about harlotry and he's very specific about spiritual adultery. There's no uh, middle ground with this. Yeah, but sex none is whatsoever. Even greater. Yeah, sex is even greater because they're joining themselves with another person. That that type of sin is greater than the other sin. Yeah, well, the thing is, is that their own body. He made no difference. He said adultery yeah. is adultery. You know, I mean, and as went, far as the sex, right? Sex no, I received joining themselves. Yeah, yeah, I received that. I received yeah. exactly what you're saying. But the thing is, is that there's always a physical aspect, you know, to the to the natural and the supernatural. So that's a a natural thing that it'll take you over. So we yeah, have to understand. Men, and see, what I have never heard anyone, anyone say and is that the man with their seed, mm-hmm. they've been casting their seed too long, you know, mm-hmm. and they think condoms are going to protect them from casting their seeds. And I, I believe personally that that's the cause of that prostate cancer because they're casting their seeds, and it's not with the one that the Almighty said he's pleased with, which is your wife or your husband. Well, anytime you do not use things that God has created in the way that he has created it for yeah. you to use them, you will lose them. You yeah. you will have a problem. So, you know, that's the whole thing. This is why it's important that we get this. But I yeah. appreciate and you calling in. One more. One okay. more question, sis. Sure. Yeah, you know, the, the, I was, you know, heard one of the brothers, he was teaching on this particular station also. He meant made reference to the diseases from sexual diseases like gonorrhea and syphilis. Mm-hmm. I had to pull out my medical book to see exactly you know, what what it entails. Mm-hmm. And I found that the gonorrhea is actually the, an infection that actually can cause arthritis as well as, as um, sterilization sure. in a person. And definitely, and, uh, if it's untreated, it will do that. Yeah. That's what I'm talking And I thought, oh, Father, I said, thank you for showing me this. So mm-hmm. anyway, keep up the good work. I know your time is limited now. So All right. Well, I appreciate that. Thanks for calling in and know that we love you. I appreciate it and I receive that. Thank you, sis. Amen. Yeah. 
So God bless her. In verse 15, though you, Israel, play the harlot, let Judah not, let not Judah offend. Do not come up to Gilgal, nor go up to Beth Avin, nor swear an oath saying, as the Lord lives. There's no place of, of Beth Avin. And the thing is, is that it's a play on the word Bethel. Bethel, we know, is the house of God. And we look at Beth Avin, it actually means house of deceit. Bethel was the southern center of calf worship established by Jeroboam I. So you had no business going up to Gilgad because it had became the center of idolatry in Israel as well as Bethavim. For a citizen of Judah to travel there meant they shared in Israel's idolatry. There are certain places you should not be going, men and women of God. It does not honor God. Amen? And so we're coming down to the last minute, and we're going to continue this. It will be a part two. We're talking about spiritual adultery. There's just a few more verses that I'll have to finish up next week, and then we'll get right into the restoration. Because, yes, the prophet of doom did deliver this because God said so, but also know that with God in judgment, there's always restoration for those who believe. Amen. So we love you. God bless you and save the lost at all costs. Bye-bye. It is our humble prayer that the most high God of all creation and our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ continues to bless you and yours without cease for tuning in today and supporting this great move of God with your generous donations. Save the Lost at All Costs is a Holy Spirit filled, live called in weekly radio ministry that has been airing since 2005 and serving in the greater Las Vegas community. We can be heard every Sunday at 3.02 p.m. Pacific Standard Time on Las Vegas. Vegas's very own Christian Talk radio stations, 1060 AM and 100.1 FM. Also, you can listen to KKVV Christian Talk Radio anytime via your cell phone. Please dial 605-313-0630. Again, that number is 605-313-0630. That number only works in the United States. Also, we are audio and video streamed in real time during our live broadcast at www.kkvv.com and our website, www.savethelostlv.org. If you would like to re-listen to a previous broadcast at no charge, make an online secure donation, or learn more about our ministry, please visit our website at www.savethelostlv.org. If you prefer, you can mail in a donation. Address it to Save the Lost at All Cost, Inc., P.O. Box number 3350. 5852 North Las Vegas 89033. Again, our P.O. Box number is 335852 North Las Vegas 89033. All donations made to Save the Lost at All Costs, Inc. are 100% tax deductible. For more information, please feel free to call or text us at 702-219-6882. Again, 702-219-6882. We would like to thank you again. Remember to remain in Christ, stay prayed up, tune in, and don't forget to save the lost at all costs, no matter what.